Hello, hello everyone. How are you doing on this amazing night? It is April 9th, 2018 and you are on God's gift through his word, late night talk, night series with your lovely host Tanika Drake and we are talking about domestic violence and on today's topic we are going to be talking about relationships and really what you are looking for within a relationship and talk about a couple affirmations and positive things and like a power and control will that exists there is also another will that exists and it's the nonviolence will which we will talk about and then you guys might want to do a little something for yourself after we're done but we're going to speak about it real quickly so thank you for being here and without further ado we will get started so i'll be right back and here we go Alrighty, I am back. So we are looking at relationships. And so we're going to talk about this nonviolence equality wheel, which essentially is talking about a kind of relationship that you would want to have, that you want a specific person in your life to have these specific qualities. Okay, so... And when we are looking at the qualities of what we want and you've already experienced what you don't want in the other partner, you have to take some time to look at yourself and ask yourself and give yourself the permission to really think, well, what kind of person do I want in my life? What kind of characteristics do I want? What is it? that perhaps you didn't get in your last relationship that you would like to have. So within that wheel, we have economic partnership. You want someone that economically wants to share in the financials in your life, not one who wants to control all the finances or vice versa, have you control all the finances, but mutually come to an agreement as sharing the partnership of the economic, economic finances in your lives, in your relationship, that there's a nice common balance in a mutual agreement about how monies and funds and all those kind of investments and things that you will be doing in your relationship go together because you want to have a partner you don't want to have a dictatorship you don't want to have someone who just wants to tell you what to do and you don't want to be telling the other person what to do it must be mutual and must be balanced so as we're looking at the different qualities that we want to have in an equal balanced relationship we must also look at behavior you want someone who is not threatening, a non-threatening person that doesn't have behaviors that will cause you to cringe, cause you to run, cause you to be hurt. Any actions that might be aggressive to you is not what you want in that relationship. 
pardon me, as I sip my tea. You don't want to feel uncomfortable. You want to feel comfortable with that person. So comfortable that when you share an opinion, that it's not going to make the whole earthquake where you're at. You want to share an idea and not be thought of as less than or be called a name because you had an idea or a thought or you expressed yourself. You can be able to have a disagreement and know there's no repercussions or ramifications of that. The saying we can agree to disagree without disagreeing and you're going to cause me problems in real natural physicalities to my body. So with that, you want a person in your life that is okay with hearing you out, is okay with listening and being mindful of you when they're talking to you. And that brings in respect. When you're talking with that person, you want to have a level of respect. They should have respect for you and you should have respect for them. It doesn't work someone being forced to have respect because we know respect is earned. But if that person's not doing anything to earn the respect, then they're automatically not respected. And that is not good for anyone. Even if the person's doing everything they can in a toxic relationship, there might be one person that is a respectful person to the other, but the other one really doesn't care. So that respect is not earned. It's just given out of fear but that's not really a balanced relationship. So respect should be reciprocal across the board between you and your significant, whomever you choose to go into the next relationship with. And then you need trust and support. You want to trust that person and you want them to be supportive. You wanna be supportive to them and you want to also be able to trust them. You wanna know that their word of what they say is going to be what they're going to do and their actions are gonna follow along with that. So if they say they're going out of town on business, that they are going out of town for business and nothing else, and you can trust in that and you will support them because you know they're not out there doing extra stuff. They're doing exactly what they said because they give you that respect and you also have trust in them so that you can support what they're doing and they can support you. So once again, we're talking about that balance within the relationship. And when we're looking at respect and trust and support, we have to have that honesty and that accountability when someone is wrong. Will they be woman enough or will they be man enough to say, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. I made a mistake. You're right. I, I'm sorry. And really sincerely, really understand what they did and hold them themselves accountable instead of shifting the blame. Like, well, if you didn't do such and such, this would have never happened, blah, blah, blah. No. Okay. I understand my part and I am sorry. And if the other person can do the same thing, well, I realized that I also was a part of the disagreement or a part of whatever intricacies or whatever the disagreement might be that is causing an issue. But both individuals are being accountable not just to themselves, but to one another. And that builds accountability and honesty, which goes back to the trust and support. And then of course the respect, like they all fall on each other. Like you need all of them to have this balanced relationship. And after you have the honesty and the accountability with your trust and your support, of course, with your respect, 
you want someone who's a responsible parent. If you have someone who doesn't have children, you just want to know that they're a responsible individual and they're not just going to be sitting around if you have children and just not, you know, minding the kids. The kids are just running wild and you come home like, what's going on? And they're tied up. You're like, what the... What happened here? I'm like, I don't know. I was here and they just tied me up and look at me now. <laughs> Not saying that would happen. That's just an example. But you want someone who is responsible. Truly, as an adult, you want another responsible adult that understands that even if they don't have children, they would know that children are not supposed to be doing certain things. And of course, they would step in and be like, okay, we kind of don't want to do that. So let's not. So knowing that you have that person that you can trust enough with your children, if you have children, is really a big major factor because there's this trust with your kids. They're valuable individuals and you want to know that you can trust them because that's precious cargo to you. And if you can't trust them with your children, then they really shouldn't be in your life. So that is always, always a big big issue. Can I trust you with my kids? Are you responsible enough to be around my children? So take that in consideration when you're thinking about what kind of person that you want in your relationship who is non-violent towards you and your children if you have any and pets as well. We can't neglect pets. If you have someone that doesn't like pets and just likes to kick pets and throw pets and that person most likely should not be around you if they're doing harm to an animal. It's not okay. And then after we talked about responsible parenting, we want also someone who wants to share in the responsibilities and the mutual understanding that there is choices and decisions that need to be made within the family unit and you have to be on the same page if someone's telling one of the children to go to bed at eight and it was oh no they can stay on nine you know stay up till nine o'clock well that's not showing a united front everything that the parents should be doing should be solid and together and mutual agreement for the family to go forward and for that relationship to work because if the mom says something and the dad's backing her up how good does that feel that the other person who you love who is in the relationship with you is standing with what you have set your parameters and your boundaries so that they can't go around the kids can't go around and play mom and dad or significant other against each other say well dad said i could do this mom said i could do this well we didn't say that to it and now here comes an argument because the kids are pitting mom and dad against each other so as long as there is a united front and everyone is on the same page you have that balanced relationship so when we're thinking about this non-violent person what characteristics do you want to do what characteristics kind of characteristics he's on tongue tied what kind of characteristics do you want to find in your own personal relationship so i'm going to share what i want in my personal relationship a little bit later on when we get a little closer to the end of this so right now we're going to just be talking about 
thoughts, emotions, and behavior. And we're going to move right along because we only have two more things to discuss and we'll be done for tonight. So I'll be right back. I am back and we are talking about relationships, the nonviolent equality wheel. And right now we are going to be looking about our thoughts. We're going to talk about our thoughts, emotions, and behavior. Now, why are we talking about those three particular words? Well, we all know that a behavior comes after we've thought about it. The emotion tied to that behavior makes us do that behavior makes us react so if you think something negative the emotion that goes in that negative behavior will make you act in such a way that might not be a good reaction to a particular situation so we could take we can take an emotion oh look listen to all that we can take the emotion anger and anger tends to be one of those emotions that has so much in it. You understand? It has so much behind where anger truly comes from. And when we are thinking about anger, what is really the kicker is anger is actually the aftermath after one of the other vulnerable emotions has been affected so we will just use if you're sad because you might be in a state where uncertainty exists and you are in that freeze flight or fight mode your body may not want you to exhibit that emotion sadness it's too vulnerable and it will cause you your body knows it will cause you to be hurt even more. So anger has to step in to cover up those less than appealing um, emotions. So if you will, nobody wants to see that emotion of worry. Worry causes you to look like you don't understand what's going on. You're confused. You're in dismay. You are puzzled, not quite sure. That doesn't really show that you can make a decision. You're too worrisome. So anger might step in to cover that up. You might feel angry to cover up worry. And at the same time, anger can be a mixed bag of a total bunch of other emotions that are a lot more vulnerable for you. So say you might be sad, you might be worried, you might be embarrassed, and even a little bit hurt. Well, all those emotions just put you in a very vulnerable position. So instead of those emotions being the ones 
that are brought to the forefront, anger steps in as a kind of a shield, if you will, and it will be what you will see. You will exemplify anger. You will show anger not to show the other emotions. So if you're angry, something had to happen. There was an antecedent that was there that brought anger out. So when we think about anger, we need to know that somebody is angry because angry because of something that has transpired prior to anger showing up. So it's like if you are a big, bad, I don't know, shark person that goes after people for money. Well, they don't normally see the boss. They see the big bad guys, right? To make them do what they need to do to collect. So in that kind of example, anger is the big bad guy that steps up in front and says, okay, look, this is what's going down. I'm going to be angry and this is what I'm not going to accept. I'm very angry and anger is just going to handle things. Sometimes anger, if not <laughs> utilized correctly, can really be destructive and sometimes counterproductive because of what it can do. But if you use anger productively, you can really harness that to get some things done. I know for me, when I was using anger, it takes a long time to get anger to be harnessed because sometimes anger can be tricky. It can be explosive depending on what are the underlying other emotions that are really pushing anger out in the first place. So it depends if you're hurt and you're angry and you just feel so frustrated that you got to do something. So you might be angry and have to get busy, have to do something, have to call someone and then make some moves and put some things together. You may not know. It might just be the thing that sets you over the edge to get things into gear. And sometimes anger will be that thing that will make you do what you need to do. Sadness may not be strong enough. Sadness may just want you to sit down, watch a love story, cry, get a box of tissues, a big tub of Ben and Jerry's and go to town. Shame may have you just feel like you just cannot really do anything. Anxiety will keep you paranoid. Hurt just makes you feel bad. Jealousy, you just all over the place because you don't know how to feel. If you're embarrassed, you feel like shame. Like, what am I supposed to do? Worried? You're just overthinking things so much so that you're not even going to make a move. Disappointed? You don't really know what to do. Guilt? You feel it's your fault. Frustrated because it's getting annoying to you. Fear? You don't know if, if you should make that move. You're afraid to do it. And then sadness? You just... Like I said, you just want to just curl up somewhere, eat a big tub of ice cream, pop on one of those flicks that make you cry and have your tissue ready and just, just sit there in that emotion. Anger says, we're not doing that. So if you know how to manage your anger and use it productively, it can really work. You know, when I get angry, I notice because sometimes you have to notice your body and what your body does in anger. So the next time you get angry, you might want to see if you can take note. I don't know if you can. Maybe you have to take stock of like, well, what happened? What happens when I get angry? Does my head start to hurt? Do my palms get sweaty? Does my heart start to race? Does my mind have all these different thoughts? Do, does my head hurt? Does my 
my face get flushed? Like, what does your body do before you become angry? When you feel your body just going there, like someone has said something to rub you the wrong way and you're about to get angry. What is it that your body does? What is it that your body does? So now that we've talked about that, we know that you must have proper thinking so that your emotions don't cause you to do an unnecessary behavior and action to a thought that is tied to an emotion. Because sometimes if we are not careful, we will make irrational decisions and will cause us to do a bad behavioral action that could have probably been avoided had we let ourselves calm down a little bit and get focused. So with that being said, we're going to get into our last bit talking about affirmation and then my um, non-violent equality will. And that will do it for this segment for tonight on relationships. And then we'll probably start a five-part mini-series, but we'll get into that a little later. So I will be back and then we will be done for tonight. I appreciate you for coming and spending your time with me and lending me your time, lending me your ears, lending me you. <laughs> so I never take that for granted. Thank you for being here on tonight. So I will be right back and we will be done and wrap this thing up. All right. So we are back and we are now on the final stretch. So I'm going to discuss affirmations and then I'm going to talk about my Nonviolent will. So affirmations, we know that those are encouraging, uplifting things that you can tell yourself that empower yourself, that give yourself permission to look at yourself and see the things of you that are good, to remind yourself who you are and not to let someone else's judgments and someone else's negative words to consume your mind, consume your heart, and consume your spirit. You don't want that. So saying positive things to yourself, knowing you're not the one to blame, affirmations are super important. So even if you have never said one, you might want to start. You know, you might wake up in the morning, you know, if you say your prayers, you say your prayers. If you meditate, you meditate. And maybe you just go into the bathroom, look in the mirror and say, I'm courageous. You might just say something like that, or I am powerful. I can harness my day. I can do this. Whatever it is you are going to tell yourself, make it mean something to you. And especially if you've been in a domestically violent situation, know that you can say things that I'm not to blame for being beaten and abused. Not necessarily you, you have to utilize beaten for being hurt, being kicked, whatever happened, whatever it is, or just, I'm not the one to be blamed for being abused. It's as simple as that. You are not the one for the trauma. I am not the one that caused the trauma. I am confident. I am lovable. 
I am a valuable person. I am kind. I am considerate. I am caring. I am a good parent. I am deserving of respect. I am brave. I have all that I need. I am enough. I deserve love. You see, those affirmations, the things you say, after you say it all over, all the time to remind yourself that you are a beautiful individual, individual, like I'm getting tongue-tied again, that you're a beautiful person, a beautiful individual that knows that you are worthy. You are worth it just because the person that was with you before didn't see that you were a piece of coal. The diamond is still there. You just need the right person to get all that junk off because you're a diamond anyway. But the right person will bring out that exuberance, that luminescence in within you that will light you up and you will be that diamond glistening. You will be that pearl. You will be that ruby, that sapphire, that unique gem that is you. That sparkle that you have, that shine they tried to take, they can't. They try to break you, but you're still here. They try to stop you, but you're still going forward. They try to block you, but you ran around. They wanted to be your obstacle, but you found another way around. You see, you are not your circumstance of trauma. You are not what has happened to you. You will not be that person that sits there and says, I give up. No, you found a way to stand up, keep going because you're a fighter. The fighter inside you rose up and said, not today. I'm going to fight and I'm going to push my way. Some people have had to deal with things, other kinds of traumas as well. And you fight. You keep fighting because you're here for a purpose and you fought. You're still here. So you can look at yourself in the mirror and says, I'm still standing. <laughs> I'm still standing. He tried to stop me. She tried to block me, but I'm still standing. You can look back and really give someone a testament to what you've gone through and say, if I could go through that, then you can do it too. Nothing should stand in your way. You're going to keep on going, keep on pressing, and don't give up and don't give in. Because when you give in, then you have let them win. And who is them? Anyone who was contrary to what you were trying to do. Anyone who was trying to stop you from reaching your destination to reaching your goal for your own life. You see, when we find that people are messing with those who are in a domestically violent situation, they see something in you that makes them angry. They see something in you that they have to break. They want what you have, but they can't get it. So they would rather chip away at it, chip away till they think that you have given up and that you're down. But you're not going to be down. You're going to turn that smile into gold. You're going to turn the frown all the way upside down. And you're just going to walk around town happy.
because you are more than enough. You're worth it. So those are my positive things that you could say. And you can make up your own affirmations for yourself. Put post-it notes everywhere. Make a journal. Whatever you want to do. Have fun with it. It's for you. So on today, I would like to ask. This could be interactive or not. But I would like to ask if you guys wanted to do your own wheel and your own relationship will and you wanted to make a circle and put in what you would want in a relationship what would you put so for all this these different series that i've done at night you can always come back and message to anyone you like i leave it open you never know you might just take time to digest what has been said from a prior series or a prior prior segment which is fine take your time but if you wanted to make a circle and jot down something and maybe you want to express it for mine I'm going to share with you guys what I put down for my real authentic person that I would want that person would be a communicator on a regular basis even during arguments I like to communicate so hopefully that they would be able to communicate and say you know what let's talk about it and maybe we can talk about it right now but we might want to leave it alone a little bit just understanding that that person is not going to be slamming doors or hanging up phones but able to communicate a little bit like this is a little bit of a heated moment maybe we can talk a little bit more about it a little later when we have both calmed down and then compassion you want i want someone who's caring about the things or the issues that i am interested whether they are good or bad someone didn't have concern about what i like as much as i would want to have concern for what they like humor for me that is so important i love to laugh i love laughter Laughter to me is the best medicine. If I can get laughter from a person that has a beautiful sense of humor, it's gonna be great because then we can communicate, we can laugh about things, we can joke. Nothing better than having a good laugh. And then attraction to intellect as well. You know, aside from physical, you wanna be able to have someone that wants to carry a conversation with you that doesn't wanna just say, oh, okay. I agree. And that's it. Like, we need to have a dialogue. Back to the communication. I need your intellect to work with me. I need you to tell me some things. I need you to share with me, impart to me what you know so we can we can converse about it. And then optimism. I want them to be positive, optimistic. A pessimistic person can only bring you down. I don't want to be down. I want to be happy. I want to be joyful. I do not want to just be around a person who is always a negative Nancy or like um, a gentleman told me a negative Nick I've never heard that before but I don't want someone who's going to be negative all the time what a damper and then encouraging and empowering supporting and uplifting keeping each other up in good spirits just kind of like the other wheel that had the trust and support you still want I still want to be supported and then financial goals reaching them together whether those are big goals little goals that we're making goals and we're reaching them and then communication which I already discussed I really really like communication and of course 
honesty. Be honest. I want someone to be honest. And I would think that everyone would want someone in the relationship that is going to be honest with them. If you can't be honest and have respect and trust and communication, what then do you have as a relationship? I can't trust you. I can't talk to you. You're not honest and you don't respect me. That those items right there, those particular characteristics can really be detrimental to any relationship especially if there's no trust, even more so when there's no respect and leaning even more when you can't communicate about it. Wow. And you're not honest. So I leave you with these things. So if you decide to make one of your own nonviolent relationship wheels of equality, I would like to hear about it, what you put down. I always leave this open. So never think that you have to go away and never come back and you know, do a voice message or send an email. Always send an email or send a voice message. Make your anchor. Come over here from Overcast, from Pocket Cast, from Google Play, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you are at. I want to hear from you because I appreciate you being here. So God bless you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your night to listen to me or morning or evening, depending on where you are in the world. So may you have a restful day. May it be a great one. And I will hope to see you again on Tanika Drake's God's Gift Through His Word, the DV Late Night Talk night series i'm gonna have to find a different name because that thing is so tricky to say until then be blessed motivated and always inspired to do what god has put on your heart take care and i hope to hear from you guys <laughs> Bye bye